I'm Cesar Rubio, five-time past master of Palm Springs Laws number 693, and this is Masonic Muscle, where we focus on the strongest aspect of Freemasonry, a virtuous education of the mind, fortifying it with wise and serious truths, encouraging all brethren to increase their level of fitness one degree at a time, making exercise and study a cornerstone of your daily routine, because Freemasonry is work. When you put in the work, you get closer and closer to the point within the circle. Masonic Muscle, we give you more light, but no light weights. We're here to pump you up, body, mind, and soul. Welcome back, welcome back. Before we get to today's show, I have a real quick favor to ask you. If you've been enjoying the Masonic Muscle Podcast, I'd really appreciate it if you took one minute to give me a review on either iTunes or Spotify. It helps me out a lot, believe it or not. And if you've done that already, thank you so much. Please consider sharing the show with a friend or family member you think would get something out of it. Word of mouth is the primary way Masonic Muscle grows and spreads. So please share. Text a friend, send out an email, however you communicate, tell them to check it out. Thank you for your continued support, and now on to the show. For California Masons, you know what time it is. I'm going to ask you, have you been studying your ciphers? All those officers of all the lodges of California and the members who help out with ritual and, you want, and you're thinking of advancing or you want to advance or you're already beginning to advance How much work have you been putting in? Memory work isn't something that just comes easily, uh, you know, to people. And there are some people that say, oh, you know, you know, it's easy for you. Everybody needs to practice and work on it. Everybody does. Have you been studying the EA, Fellow Craft and Master Mason study guides? In California, <clears throat> excuse me. In California, we, as we go through our degrees, we're given a study guide that accompanies every degree. There are about 30 pages, maybe 35. And so they have study material, points of reference. In the back, they have a glossary. And they, it's, they're very well done. I will say that. It's an excellent launching pad for the degree that you're in, and for further study. Have you signed up for the Masters and Wardens retreats this for this year? Uh, we have them going on up in Northern California and then down in Southern California. Go to our Grand Lodge website at freemason.org, I believe, and you can get all that information there. Have you been digging into the mysterious origins of masonry? Have you been improving your spiritual, moral, and Masonic trestle boards? Have you stopped making excuses and begun to improve the level of your fitness one degree at a time? Have you? Have you improved the quality of your nutrition? If not, why not? When would now be a good time to start this improvement of your body, mind, and soul? When? So a couple of episodes ago, or maybe last episode, I can't remember, I mentioned Gamma, the mighty Gamma, 
and how they got really, really strong and got I went blank. They got really strong. They were very flexible. And they, they had excellent endurance. And they built this up by doing thousands and thousands of Hindu squats, Hindu push-ups, and then the bridging. And after, after when they got really, really good at that, at the Hindu squats and the Hindu push-ups, in order for them to add resistance, they would... They created this cement ring, and the hole in the middle was big enough to put your head through, and the rings were usually 50 pounds, 100 pounds, and this is how they, they added resistance to their Hindu squats or Hindu push-ups. And they would use these clubs that they still use them today. If you go on to any health and fitness website that dedicates themselves to those types of of exercises you will find that they they sell clubs on there whether they're made of rubber wood or uh, metal or a combination different sizes different weights and uh, I also shared with you that supposedly the mighty gamma was 5,000 and 0 and he was revered in his country so it just goes to show once again that if you put your mind to it, you can figure out an excellent exercise routine for you. And as you go along and you experiment, you're going to find out what's working. And you're going to continue to adapt until you find what doesn't work for you. And you try something new, try something different until it does work for you. But overall, there has been enough time since the early 1800s or late 1800s, early 1900s till now, that there's all kinds of information out there, routines, whether you're going to use equipment or not, whether you're going to use um, loaded dumbbells or kettlebells or the rubber cables, whatever it's going to be for you to get a good routine going. And from there, it just depends on what your goals are. What are your goals? You know, do you want to bulk up? Do you want to slim down? Do you want to gain more flexibility? Do you want to gain more endurance, a combination of these things? That's going to be up to you. And then from there, you create a routine. Then you begin to improve the quality of the nutrition you put into your body. Drink more water. Sleep better. And when you begin to feel better, obviously your thoughts improve. You got to watch the mental chatter as well. Now, I've been talking about that in uh, Masonic Muscle, we dedicate ourselves or I dedicate myself to exploring the mysterious origins of Freemasonry. And I haven't really been doing that. You know, I, I've, I've uh, hit a bunch of topics that I believe are of interest. I welcome any information that you come upon that has to do with the mysterious origins of Freemasonry. So please, if you come, if you come upon anything interesting, share it with me. 
Send it to me uh, through email. I had Masonic Muscle 357 at gmail.com. I'll take a look at it. And anything, anything we can begin to share, put together uh, so that we can begin to get a clearer picture of this because there's all kinds of wild theories. Now, as I was uh, preparing for this particular episode, I was going through my papers and some documents on my computer. And I ran upon an article on the internet from grunge.com. It was written by a lady, actually. But the only thing I'm going to take from there is this. And this caught my attention and I, I almost jumped out of my seat. Because I've been challenging this theory since I became a Mason. And uh, I'm going to read a, the paragraph that caught my attention. I'm going to read it in its entirety. It says, while no one knows exactly when or how Freemasonry was really, really formed, the most widely accepted theory is that it evolved out of the guilds of cathedral builders and stonemasons that arose during the Middle Ages. As cathedral buildings began to decline, some guilds and associations began to accept honorary members in order to boost their membership numbers. Modern Freemasonry lodges are considered to have developed out of these guilds. According to the Masonic Service Association of North America, the symbolism that is used in Freemasonry rituals is considered to have some have come from the medieval era. All right. Now, obviously, it did mention that it was just a theory and that the most widely accepted theory is that we derive from the cathedral builders and stonemasons, which arose during the Middle Ages. And in a previous, a previous podcast, uh, the one where I talk about where the title was a, a new theory of the origins of Freemasonry, uh, written by Brother C.N. Batham. He writes this, and, and he's, he's very clear and concise, and he challenged that theory straight up. This is what he said. He said, in an article in the book Grand Lodge, 1717 to, 17, to 1967, which was published by the United Grand Lodge of England in 1967, Brother Harry Carr wrote of the transition theory as though it was an established fact. Notice the words that he's using, brethren and non-brethren. He's being very specific with the words he's using. He's saying that the transition theory is a theory. That's it. But they're, they're talking about it as if it's an established fact. And if you catch a lot of the Masons out there that will bring this up, they will talk about it as if it's a fact. He goes on to say, this is unfortunate as... Although the book was an official Grand Lodge publication and therefore bore the stamp of authority, the opinions expressed in the articles were those of the individual contributors, not necessarily approved by the Grand Lodge of England. Nevertheless, many brethren have assumed that Brother Carr's account 
was officially accepted. It must therefore be emphasized that his views have been challenged by several writers since then, and, as he had to admit to me, there is no, not a shadow of proof to support the theory he had put forward. This was in 1992 when uh, Brother C.N. Batham wrote this, and he was writing this for the prestigious publication, The Philalethes Magazine, which is still in publication. It started off in uh, 1946 and is renowned not only in the United States, but around the world as being one of the best Masonic journals out there now. And it is. Uh, I stopped subscribing to it a while back. I'm going to start up. It's like $50, $60 a year. And they give you four quarterly magazines in this really high gloss material. It's, they're very well done. There's going to be about, I don't know, 50 pages of information in there. And then the articles are peer-reviewed. Uh, you know, it's, it's a very well done magazine. My point being is that the mysterious origins of Freemasonry continue to be mysterious. The most widely accepted theory, like I mentioned earlier, was that we derived, we evolved, I'm sorry, out of the guilds of cathedral builders and stonemasons that arose during the Middle Ages. And it was put forth by Harry Carr. Now, I don't know what, it, what date exactly. I, I'm pretty sure I talked about it in one of the articles, I mean, uh, episodes that I put out. But it's called the transition theory. And so I'm going to have to find the writers that he says challenged this theory. He says that men and brethren have assumed that Brother Harry Carr's account was officially accepted. It must therefore be emphasized that his views have been challenged by several writers since then. So some people are paying attention. But if you just go with the flow, somehow in your subconscious, you can begin to accept this theory. And the theory is, uh, in my opinion, low-hanging fruit. It doesn't challenge you. And in a couple of my episodes, I did write, I mean, I, I say I write, I did talk into the microphone. Hold on, let me take a drink. I did talk into the microphone about a book that I had bought talking about the uh, where... More than likely, the Masons of today got a lot of their traditions and customs. And that was from the Cistercian monks and the Benedictine monks back in the 1300s, 1200s, probably 1300s, 1400s, when there was a lot of cathedrals being built out in Scotland, Ireland, England, before Catholicism got banned from England. You know, and then the Anglican Church came in and began to do its thing. 
That doesn't mean that that's where Freemasonry came from. That's more than likely like a like a stopping point where some of the, like it says, some of the traditions and customs that we now have, we got. And in the book, I think it's uh, Alberto Moreno Moreno, and I believe he's from Spain. And it was translated. The book was translated. So we need to get whatever other books he's written and uh, whoever else he's in contact with and begin to dig into those books. Because if they're written in, in Spanish, you know, in Spain, uh, some of us Masons here that speak Spanish and can read it, we can begin to translate it and share that that uh, information and research with you. It's just like um, the Illuminati uh, a lot of the documents and best research comes from Germany because that's where the Illuminati, the order of the Illuminati that we know of came from, from Bavaria. And a lot of that research has yet to be translated into English. But the works that have been translated into English have blown the minds of researchers and people who are interested in the real history of the Illuminati. Not the, not the one that we hear about of today that, you know, the Illuminati is responsible for everything. And the actual history of the Illuminati is far more interesting than, than the uh, ones that we hear about. But those are interesting too. And it's something that we should not be afraid to look into. All the information that I'm presenting here is not gospel. I like to share it and I like to explore and I'm going to explore here in the coming weeks and months and years, hopefully. Information that no lodge, no mason should be afraid of talking about. Because just because you talk about it doesn't mean you believe in it. And that's one of the strengths that we have at our lodge right now is that many of the brothers there have no fear of addressing many of these questions. And we may not know in depth what, uh, you know, what a particular topic Uh, then all the nuances, we, we may not know all the details, and we're not going to be afraid to tell you. And so we'll, we'll go back, we'll do some research, try to get a handle on it, and then come back and have an intelligent conversation. Because I, just like many of you out there, probably, you know, have never heard of or seen any of that in a lodge. At least the lodges that I've been to and that I've been a member of. I've never seen any of that crazy stuff that that uh, people are just ready to pull the trigger on us and ask these questions as if if they ask it like at the right moment when we least expect it, we're going to say, oh, okay, you caught us. You're right. We do do all that. And therefore, uh, now what? Uh, so now we do like uh, rule the world? I don't know. The mysterious origins of Freemasonry 
are just that. They're mysterious. There are many different theories on the origins of Freemasonry, all worthy to look into because there might be some validity. Manny P. Hall talked about a lot of this. He did. And because of that, a lot of people think that he was too esoteric. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I don't know what that means. And the word still, esoteric. <laughs> when that word is brought up in a lodge and you ask the brother, Wait, well, what do you mean when you say, oh, well, you like all that esoteric stuff of Freemasonry? It's never really clear. I don't know if they mean, hey, well, you like all that esoteric stuff. Um, so you're one of those guys that wants to put on a cloak and then do all these weird rituals in there and say these words. Uh, and at the very end, you you will begin to levitate in front of everybody. I, I don't know if that's what they mean, because when you look up the definition of the word and the etymology, it does not equate that. Uh, not even um, the word occult, you know, equates that. Like, But somewhere along the line in history, down in history, someone began to try to change the meaning of the word and make it mean something else. Just like the word conspiracy. If you look that word up and you do some research, you're going to find that the word conspiracy theory or, you know, that, that term came from the CIA. It came from the CIA, uh, and I believe it was in connection with the JFK assassination and trying, uh, you know, pull people off the trail by creating this conspiracy theory, the new definition. And over the years, uh, Freemasonry has fallen into that, like, that, that thread, that stream. And many of you, if you begin to research Freemasonry, you will be pleasantly surprised at what you find. You will be. So again, the mysterious origins of Freemasonry... Study your ciphers. Study the material that Grand Lodge has put out. Do your own research. Think for yourself, brethren. Think for yourself. And be a pillar of strength. Not only in your lodge, but in your community. Peace out. These strong sessions are calculated to inculcate in the mind of the novitiate the importance of subduing our passions and improving ourselves in masonry. 
feeding the attentive ear with the sound of the instructive tongue, endeavoring to add to the common stock of knowledge and understanding, effectively spreading the cement of knowledge and wisdom, and hopefully some good will towards exercising. Get out there and get your walking in. Open up your ciphers. Study, memorize, and just do it.